We're building the best internet talk radio on the planet. I'm sorry, this is effective when? It's effective now. TalkZone.com Once again, here's the host of All Things Employment, Vicki Causa, on TalkZone.com. Welcome back. We are having a wonderful conversation with Julie Bartkus, who is the author of a soon-to-be-released book called Break the Gossip Chain. And Julie and I have been talking about gossip in the workplace and how it's destructive and, in some cases, how it can be less destructive and how leaders can absolutely look to stop the gossip in their organizations, which then, in turn, will have their employees be more productive and keep the negativity out of the workplace. So, Julie, I'm going to ask you a question now that probably will get a few chuckles from people that who listen to the show or download the show because it's coming from a woman to a woman. But the question for me is, and it's been something that, that concerns me too, is can women actually work together without gossiping? Because let's face it, we get the reputation of being gossips. And, you know, I again, like what you said at the beginning of the show, gossip used to be your trusted friend. And women who are friends with each other get the reputation sometimes of being gossip. So can women work together without gossiping? I think the answer to that question is absolutely. And I've, I've seen it and I've worked in teams uh, where it was all women. And the answer is absolutely yes. It does take initiative from the leader to have a certain management style that you can foster that within your employees. The thing with women is that we often have the need to talk more about our feelings and our thoughts. So if we're carrying negative thoughts and feelings or just feelings about anything (laughs) with us, we want to talk about those. And those can become gossip in the workplace, even if we have a personal situation go on at home, whether it's a fight with our spouse or or whoever it might be, and we come into work, we're still carrying that with us, and we need an outlet for that. Women really need to think about what the right outlet is for their personal problems or for their feelings at work, and maybe have a trusted confidant outside of work or utilize a journal. The more that we can vent in a constructive way, the less we will feel the need to gossip in the workplace. Well, again, I guess this is on the flip side of that. You know, we obviously women as women have gotten the reputation of being gossip. So that would certainly beg the question, can you work together without gossiping? So in your experience working with men and women, do you find it less of an issue for men? If it's a, it's a workplace that's predominantly men, do you find less of an issue of men gossiping than women? I mean, are we really the ones that propagate the gossip? Is that really a fair statement? In my experience, I have seen that it has been, and this is just in my experience, that yes, that it is women who are into gossiping more than men. Men have this, I think, just a greater way of dealing with conflicts when they arise for the most part, where there's an issue that comes up, they could talk about it or they fight it out or whatever it is, but they deal with it directly and then boom, it's done, it's over with. They don't have this ongoing need to talk about their feelings about the event and share what happened. However, men can still be big gossips. I've seen that in organizations, and I've also seen men get sucked into the gossip that's already going on, meaning a man who wasn't a gossip before he joined a team, after he works with the team for a while, can become very skilled at gossiping. So it's almost something that he can learn as well to do. 
Wow, that's interesting. I mean, as I said, yeah, we, we, we do have the reputation for it. And, you know, I, I remember as a kid, you know, a saying going around, I know something you don't know, you know, okay, so that's where gossip starts from when you're kids. And I guess it just continues on as, as you get older. But, but as I said, in speaking with you and listening to what you're saying, you certainly can start to piece together how this can really be destructive because if one day as a woman you come in and you want to vent about, you know, your, your spouse or somebody, and the next day it's not an issue anymore, but somebody else is still talking about it, that becomes pretty destructive. I mean, how do you say, okay, so the issue I mentioned yesterday is no longer up for discussion, um, stop gossiping. That's not going to happen. That's I've talked to 30 people about it since then. I'm good now, you know, right, and everybody's still talking about it. That's true, and I once heard, and I forgot who, who told, this with me, told this to me, but it really stuck with me that the personal things that we bring into work should only be things that we want written down for permanent record. If you yeah. don't want things written down for permanent record and repeated to you, then don't share them in the workplace. And I learned this firsthand years ago when I was going through a divorce. It was kind of the thing I would do. I was working at a large company, and I had all these issues going on, and I had a friend who was a confidant at work. It was a, a man friend who was being very supportive, and I would just go into work and start venting and, and talking about all my personal issues until one day my supervisor put his foot down. He says, you know, you, you can't do this. <laughs> this is See? not constructive in the work workplace. And I learned an important lesson where I thought, oh, nobody really cared if I communicate this way and I have this need. And right now when I work with teams and everybody else is, is basically bringing up my old words that I used to use and say, oh, well, we have this need to talk about our feelings and to vent and all we need is 15 minutes before we start our work day. What if everybody in your organization takes that 15 minutes? How yeah. much work is getting done? How much productivity is being lost? Does that mean that we don't care about our employees? That absolutely does not mean that. But it does mean that we find ways to keep our workday focused on our work. And one technique that leaders have used successfully is that if staff come to you and they need to vent or they have all kinds of problems, and it's more than just kind of a one-time out of the ordinary occurrence, is to set up a meeting with that person outside of work or after work hours. If you want to be that type of caring manager to say, I really care about you. Right now we do have to focus on our work. Let's set up a time at such and such where we can meet and I'll be more than happy to listen to your problems and your challenges. Well, that's a great tool, too. I think that, you know, even if, now maybe I'm wrong, so certainly correct me because you know more about this than I do, but even if a group of people who work together want to talk about whatever's going on in the office, take it outside the office, meet for a light dinner afterwards and discuss whatever it is, yeah, you might still be gossiping, but you're not taking up company time and, and, and really damaging productivity. So do you see a difference there? I mean, do you, in your experience, if somebody is gossiping outside of work hours, is it the same destructive element as it, as it is when they're doing it on the clock? Oh, it, it can be. And the technique that I was sharing with the leaders, what typically happens there is that the employee will get back to work and then they don't actually want to meet with you about their personal problems. Sometimes mm. they're using it as avoidance. Sometimes they're using it as ways to make the day go by quicker. Sometimes it's just an immediate need. What happens if we're saying, well, don't gossip in the workplace, but it's okay to take it outside of here. We've run into issues such as customers overhearing conversations when a group is out to lunch, mm. people venting on, and using Facebook and other, other social networks to do their gossiping, and that can be really destructive for a workplace. The best thing is that ongoing training to increase awareness about gossip 
people don't want to be part of an unsuccessful team. People don't want to be part of an unproductive team. People don't want to be part of a team that they're dragging down the hill, so to speak, with their style of communication. However, they do need awareness and they do need training on what they should do differently instead of gossiping. And if we're having situations, I'd really like to say, okay, let's focus on facts, benefits, and solutions without necessarily getting into the gossipy part of it. What are the facts here? What are the solutions we can recommend? What are the benefits once this is going to be resolved? And how do we go about implementing that in our workplace? That's a good constructive conversation as opposed to just utilizing our coworkers to vent. I think there might be a stress management group where issues are held confidential that you could join. There might be therapy. There's mm-hmm. writing in a journal. So those would be more constructive ways. It's a very fine line and we still have to be careful even outside of the workplace. With Absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but what I wanted to say, and I didn't want to lose, lose track of what you mentioned before, you know, Facebook and Twitter and all of those social networking sites. I mean, I'm, I'm sometimes, and I don't know enough about them to say yes, no, or maybe, but I mean, I've heard of people putting things on those sites about their employers and about the yeah. places that they work, you know, and I also heard this in, in a session that I was conducting and, you know, for, um, for employees who were troubled about their state of their work. They say that people will actually go online and look to see see what employees are saying about certain companies and that will determine whether or not they want to work there. Oh, so that yeah. that is unbelievable. I mean that goes that's really taking it the extra mile with spreading information or talking about things and and that that's got to be really tough for leaders to deal with or to be able to even get their arms around that. And I think I want to have you back on the show just to talk about that and what do we do about <laughs> keeping people from putting things on Twitter and Facebook. But let's yeah, talk a little bit yeah. more too and, and say okay so are there specific situations Julie that you found that lead to gossip outside of the celebrity stuff that's on there? Is there something specific in a workplace that happens that a leader will say, uh-oh, we're going to have a gossip issue around this? Is there something specific or anything specific you've seen? There are situations around change. When change happens yeah. in a workplace and everybody's not in the know, that can definitely lead to gossip. And then there are also things that I call barriers, things that are modeled from top down that help foster an environment where gossip is present. And there's a whole list I have of about 30 different communication barriers. But when a leader models those behaviors, there's most likely going to be gossip. Hmm. So I would say change and I would say communication barriers would be the, the biggest things to be careful of. So yeah, that's going to be an issue. Yeah. And even if it's like your whole leadership team says, okay, well, this is confidential, somewhere at some point, somehow the information leaks out and people start getting glimpses of what's going on. And then, like you said, at the start of our conversation, they start making up truths or falsehoods about those things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the absence of the truth, people will make up what they perceive as their own truth. And if you've got 40 people in a group, you'll get 40 different versions of what that truth actually is. So, Julie, we're almost out of time. I wanted to ask you one more question, then I wanted to talk about how people can reach you. But the question I want to ask you is this. In this market today, people are, you know, maybe in the position of having to look for new work because they've been displaced and they're looking for a new opportunity. So if you're out in the market now looking for a new job, and we just touched upon Twitter and Facebook and things like that to take a look at what people are saying about companies. How can you tell if you're joining a team that gossips? Is there a way to fi- kind of weed that out before you even join the team? 
It's not that hard to tell. You can do a couple things. During your interview, you can ask your leader what kind of conflict resolution training or processes do they have in place to help employees resolve conflicts uh, positively and directly. If they say, oh, well, everybody here is really good and they work those things out on their own, then it might be a little sign like, ooh, there's no processes in place, there's no resolution process. So if a leader's thinking that, then there might be some gossip that's going on because if there's no resolution process, how are you going to come into that workplace and, and resolve issues positively and directly? Also, in a lot of our organizations, people have the opportunity to meet one another. If you ask them, how do you like working here? What is it that you like about this place? And they start gossiping with you. Well, there's a sign, and it's funny, but people who gossip are generally that loose with how they communicate. We've had organizations I've worked with where they do working interviews where people will come in and meet their coworkers and the teams that they're going to be a part of, and they come in for that one day, spend a, uh, you know an hour or two hours with that person, and then they, they leave like really quickly, and the, and the supervisor who's going to hire them never hears from them again, and that's because... Uh, Everything was just being gossiped about. And that's why really gossip elimination, breaking the gossip chain, is a top-down approach. Don't put it on your employees to say stop gossiping. Look at it from a very holistic perspective and put your leadership plan of action into place so you can break it for good. And it can be done. Oh, that's fabulous, Julie. We're almost out of time. But what I wanted to do was get you to tell people the book, as you say, is just coming out or it's in preview. How can they learn more about what you do? How can they book you to come to their company if, in fact, they need this type of intervention? And when can, when can they expect the book to be released? The book's going to be released very soon, I anticipate, within the next, you know, right now we're looking at about six months, and we've gotten calls from people around the world around a waiting list for the book. Wow. Really, yeah, I've got the pressure. I've got to get it done. And one way that you can get involved with what I'm doing, if you want to book me or just chat with me about ways that I could help you and your organization, you could call me. My 800 number, it's one 800 211 Again, that's 1-800-211-5671. You can also online visit BreakTheGossipChain.com, so www.BreakTheGossipChain.com. This is a web page that we put up where we are going to be offering video tips, so you'll be able to tap into those, as well as some conference calls that we're going to be doing on the topic of workplace gossip. So those are two great ways, 800-211-5671 or breakthegossipchain.com. Julie, it's been an absolute pleasure. I think, you know, this is information that people take for granted, as I said, because I think in any situation you are going to get people who will be talking about something or anything. And now with leaders having a better idea of exactly what, negative gossip can do to them, to the morale of their people, to their customer base, and what you said before about people talking in an outside situation about their company or people in their company, people don't realize how often you're sitting next to somebody who may know somebody. And the one thing that I have always found, too, that when you're talking about people, do not mention names because you never know who knows somebody, especially in this day and age. It has gotten smaller, right? Absolutely. So, Julie, I want to thank you so much again for being a guest on the show. It's been terrific having you. Again, this is Julie Bartkus. Her book is Break the Gossip Chain, and you can reach Julie at 800-211-5671. It's been a pleasure. This is Vicki Causa, All Things Employment on TalkZone.com. 